0: Good morning and welcome to the broadcast today. I am Pastor Jeff Shreve, pastor at First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas, and the founder of From His Heart Ministries. From His Heart is heard every weeknight at 6 p.m. Central Time right here on American Family Radio. Well, we want to talk today about the subject of fear, worry and fear. It's something that all of us can relate to. It's something that all of us struggle with from one degree or another. The Bible says so much about the subject of fear because fear seems to be inherent in our human makeup. Uh, Isaiah 43, I love what the scripture says here. But now, thus says the Lord, your creator, Yahweh, your creator, O Jacob. This is to, uh, to God's people. And he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I have given Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in your place. Since you're precious in my sight, since you're honored and I love you, I will give other men in your place and other peoples in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. The subject of worry and fear. In the studio today, We have my good friend, Chris Schroeder, who is the counseling pastor at First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas. He's soon to be Dr. Chris Schroeder. He's a big L.A. Rams fan, and he's still rejoicing in the Super Bowl victory. Welcome, uh, Chris. Welcome to the broadcast today.
1: Yeah, an L.A. Rams fan living in Texas. Not many Rams fans here at all. No, no. But
0: uh, we were excited about the Rams winning and Matthew Stafford is a Texas boy. And so that was a good thing. Well, Chris, as we look at this subject of fear and worry and anxiety, they're all kind of tangled up together. Um, What are you seeing in the counseling office? And what are you seeing just as you look out on our country, uh, especially since COVID hit a couple of years ago?
1: Yeah, we're seeing a lot of A lot of cases of fear. There's a little distinction between fear and I kind of put fear and worry in the same category, kind of the spiritual aspect. And then anxiety, more of a clinical thing where there's more physical symptoms with anxiety. But fear and worry um, are prevalent. Uh, We see that tons of people coming in, um, they're paralyzed. They're not knowing how to live their life because of the, the fear that they have. You know, you read the great scripture in Isaiah. I like the one in the New Testament. Second Timothy one seven says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.
0: Well, when people come in to talk to you um, about problems in their lives, do they recognize, hey, my big problem is fear, or do they
1: tend to think it's something else? I feel like there's a lot of, um, with the COVID going on with the, um, just uh, the pandemic going on. It seems like people are somewhat defensive if you use the word fear. Like, I'm not I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid. So there's a little bit of defensiveness, uh, maybe a little bit of denial that the fear is actually taking place. And denial is not good because denial leaves you stuck. Denial leaves you trapped. And so it's better just to realize that I I am struggling with this. I am struggling with fear. And so I need help. And I'm glad they've at least come to counseling to begin to get the help that they need.
0: Right, you know, I think that uh, in our relationship with the Lord, honesty is critical. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to be honest, mm-hmm. how is God going to help you? I- I've told people this before. Uh, you know, when you come see a counselor, he can't help you if you're not going to be honest about things. If mm-hmm. you don't really share what's going on, how he's how is he going to help you? Mm-hmm. And if you're not willing to look soberly in the mirror and, and look within, this is what my life is right now. and This is how I've messed up. We, we tend to like to put lipstick on a pig and say it's not that bad and, and that kind of thing. How do you get people um, to see the real story?
1: Yeah, that's good because the opposite of denial is reality, knowing what, what's really taking place. I like acrostics. Okay, and so Selbert Recovery is a ministry that we have, and we use a lot of acrostics. So denial has a good one. Uh, the D it, it disables our feelings. Okay, and feelings are important. So we don't we're not guided by our feelings, but it's important to know what our feelings are, to be aware of them. And then the E is uh, energy lost. You lose energy when you're in denial. Um, it it takes. It's like being on a treadmill. You're you're doing a lot of work, but you're not making a lot of progress. So you lose energy. In um, it negates growth it stops you from growing and in the christian life we want to grow we want we're in the sanctifying process so we want to grow so it negates the growth that uh, god has for us and then i it isolates us from others and that's not good We're, we're supposed to be in community we're supposed to be in relationship with others but but it isolates us from others and then a it alienates us from god you know it hurts our relationship with god and then the l most important one is it lengthens the pain and so getting to a place of healing um So the key is reality, coming into reality Mm -hmm. and uh, just uh, asking questions that would help them get to the fact that I am struggling with fear and I need help. Have you had experiences, Chris, where uh, somebody is dealing with fear
0: and they, they don't want to admit that, but you get them to the place where they see, okay, because you can't be. Uh, walking in fear and walking in faith at the same time. The, mm-hmm. those, I mean, we can, we can walk in faith and struggle with fear. We can't walk in faith and yield to fear. Right. And, and there's a difference. They explain the
1: difference between those two. Yeah, we're trying to un- get to the triggers. What is it that is causing these feelings? And so when you start talking about the triggers, the things that are causing those emotions, um, then you start to see that, okay, there is some fear taking place. And a lot of fear has to do with perceived things you know, things that aren't actually real. Right. Um, so, uh, and some fear isn't bad because, uh, if you're, uh, like, for example, if there's a one way street and you turn the wrong way on a one way street, <laughs> you're going to be fearful. Right. right. So there, so fear is some of that is natural, but some things are, you're fearful about things that have no chance of happening or right. very little chance of happening. Right. So, uh, just talking through that, I believe that people, as they start to talk, they start to realize, right. Um, What's going on? Well, the old acrostic fear is false evidence appearing real. So all of us
0: have had the experience of waking up in the middle of the night, Two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. You hear a noise. Your mind starts to race. That mm-hmm. I wonder if this is, uh, you know, a, a, an intruder. Has Freddy Krueger found my address? Uh, who's at my door? That kind of thing. I, somebody's walking down the hall. Oh, that creak meant this. I'm getting ready to die. We just kind of race to the worst conclusions, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think that's just inherent in the human psyche. Uh, So we battle that with the shield of faith. That's right, because faith is what extinguishes all the flaming missiles of the evil one. So, in in the counseling office, when you can get
1: someone to see that and lift up the shield of faith, how does that change their outlook? Oh, it's huge. Uh, another thing about this: Walter Calvert, uh, this man named Walter Calvert, did a study on worry. He said that ninety two percent of things we worry about. Are things that have no chance of happening. Mm -hmm. So that means only 8% is things that are actual uh, possibilities. So there is so much that uh, really has no opportunity of happening. So the scripture is a great sword that we can use and we can point people to the scriptures. There's tons of good scriptures that deal with uh, worry and and fear. Um, Matthew 6 is a great one. Um, Jesus tells us to not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough troubles of its own, but to focus on today. Right. Um, Philippians 4 is another great one, talking about our thought life and right. uh, what we focus on. Right. Now, some people really struggle. If, if you have a problem with OCD, mm-hmm. thought
0: life is very, very difficult to get a handle on that. H- how do you help a person like that?
1: Yes, that, that's very true. Romans 12.2 uh, is a good one. You can be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 2 Corinthians 10.5, we capture our thoughts and make them prisoners uh, and make them obedient what Christ wants. Right. All that takes spiritual discipline, right? And so the scripture
0: says, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So we're talking about the subject of fear and worry and anxiety, something that all of us deal with. And we trust that this broadcast is going to be helpful to you. So we're going to take a quick break. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
2: Judy Goodell and her husband set up a charitable gift annuity through the AFA Foundation. What we
3: love about it is that it represents stewardship principles that we feel strongly about. So we got very, very excited about this opportunity.
2: With a charitable gift annuity through the AFA Foundation, an AFA supporter can guarantee a permanent monthly income, as well as supporting the American Family Association for years to come.
3: We do feel convicted about really praying about all that God has really blessed us with. And so many people we know just want to leave it all to their kids. And we know the danger of that. And so... We just are really just trying to pray through it. And God gave us great confirmation as
2: we prayed that this would be a good use of the Lord's money. Find out if a charitable gift annuity is right for you at 800-326-4543, extension 345, or email foundation at afa.net.
1: If you are engaging in sexual sin, today is the day to repent.
0: As it was corrupt in Judah, let's be honest, the same things are happening today. The pornography addiction amongst the body of Christ is through the roof. And by and large, many in the church are not discussing these things too often because many of the people who are entrusted with the responsibility to do so, they're bound themselves.
2: Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III on American Family Radio.
0: Target is in the bullseye because of its transgender bathroom policy.
1: Petition by the American Family Association to boycott Target now surpassing a million signatures and
2: counting.
0: People have their own beliefs and stuff, but what can it hurt? What can it hurt? What can it hurt?
3: It hurts our daughters.
0: It hurts you. It hurts our families.
3: It hurts me. me.
0: It hurts hurts all All of us. us.
3: Sign the petition to boycott Target at AFA.net.
0: Hi, and welcome back to the broadcast. Pastor Jeff Shreve here, filling in for Dan Celia as he recovers from COVID pneumonia. I'm the pastor at First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas, and the founder of From His Heart Ministries, heard every weeknight on American Family Radio at 6 p.m. Central Time. I'm joined in the studio today with my good friend, Chris Schroeder, soon to be Dr. Chris Schroeder. He's the counseling pastor at First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas, and uh, he uh, and I are talking about the subject of fear, something that we're all familiar with. And so, Chris, as we get into this subject, worry and fear and anxiety, um, we have lots of people in our churches all around the world, all in, especially in America, and many of them are struggling with fear and they're struggling with depression. And those things kind of fit together, don't they?
1: Yeah, the symptoms, I believe, for anxiety and depression are really similar. So yeah, they go hand in hand. And so lots of people are taking medicine
0: to help them with this. Um, there are different opinions about that. Mm-hmm. And so some people say, well, I shouldn't do that because I'm a Christian and I have the Holy Spirit living within. And so uh, to take medicine is a sign of defeat and, and surrender. And uh, so I shouldn't do that but then they struggle so much. And so let's talk about that because no doubt there are
1: listeners out there and maybe they've had those same struggles. Yeah, I do. I do not shame that in any way. I believe sometimes medication is necessary. Uh, There could be something wrong chemically. There could be something that could be really helped with medicine. I think medicine is not something that makes you different, but it actually makes you more the way that you are. And, uh, I mean, I was working with someone for a long period of time, just spiritual principles of worry and, uh, you know, just giving them principles and the person was working really hard, but it's like, they would take two steps forward and then two steps back. And I would encourage them to see a physician and talk about medication that they could take. And they were having trouble making progress because they would never, um, get that help. And so that's a, that's a key, uh, I believe, um, that's not my expertise, but I believe that that is a key medication. Well, I've always looked at it this way because I, my wife had some difficulties some years
0: ago and she got really depressed and she was fearful because those do fit together mm-hmm. because you're thinking the worst and which is depressing you. And it's also causing you a, a lot of anxiety. And she had a surgery that went bad and she was thinking of all the, well, what does this mean for my life in the future going forward? And so she was encouraged to start taking some antidepressants and uh, she did. And it helped her to get on a level playing field so she could fight spiritually because it was like she was fighting from a a six foot hole and she wasn't able to make any progress. And so she didn't stay on it for the rest of her life. She stayed on it for a time. Um, how can we help people to get over that hurdle of this? Doesn't mean I'm a bad Christian because I'm having to get some
1: help, right? Well, we always go to Romans twelve two, which talks about renewing the mind. But before Romans twelve two is Romans twelve one, which says, "Offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God." So our body is something that God calls us to steward, to take care of. So if there's something wrong in our in our brain, in our mind, or if there's something wrong with our physical body, then we go to a, a physical doctor for help. And so I believe that it starts there. Romans 12.1 is a good place to start um, to get help there. Right. And we don't think twice. If we have high blood
0: pressure, we don't feel right. like, well, oh, I'm a bad Christian because I'm taking blood pressure medication. Right. I mean, it's just like yeah, I I need to take this. I mean, I take a fistful of pills every day, vitamins and a baby aspirin and apple cider vinegar and all this stuff to build up my immune system and help my blood to stay a little bit on the thinner side.
1: Um, I think that's important and that is being a good steward. I believe in the holistic approach, you know, hitting it from all different angles, the, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, the mental, hitting it from all different angles, even, um, Exercise, you know, or diet—the the the foods that you're eating. Um, There's been situations where I've counseled people, and uh, one guy was counseling. He brought in a huge coffee drink every time, or some sort of energy drink every single time. It's like, hmm, there might be something to that. Uh, So a lot of sugar, uh, a lot of caffeine. Right. uh, That definitely does not help anxiety. So that's a good place to start. So just questioning. Um, what is your diet like? You know what types of things are you eating and drinking, and then are you getting exercise? Are you getting physical movement? Are you getting outside? And right. there's huge benefits to that.
0: Yeah, exercise and then sleep. Oh, sleep um, is huge. There, there's a famous quote by uh, by Vince Lombardi mm-hmm. where he says this: "Fatigue makes cowards of us all." Yeah, and so if you're just constantly tired. Um, you're not going to be your best and you're not going to be, you know, if you, we talk about, Hey, we're in the Lord's army. We want to be good soldiers for Christ. It's hard to fight when you're exhausted. And uh, Chris, I know you have two little girls at home and a, a girl in college. So you got a um, three girls, man after my own, my own heart, as I have three girls, but we know like with little kids, moms and little kids, stay at home moms, they can just get depleted physically because little kids especially if they're their little kids have some uh, some sicknesses and physical issues where they're
1: up all the time um, those people can get depressed oh yeah sleep is sleep is crucial anyone knows that but if you're not getting sleep that affects your mood dra- dramatically right. <laughs> so yeah uh- Speaking from experience, yeah, we all need sleep. <laughs> yeah, you know, the greatest of Christians, I mean, we live in a physical
0: body. Mm-hmm. So we're a spirit and soul living in this physical body. And when we deal with difficulty in the physical body, that's a battle then in the area of our spiritual lives. Uh, Johnny Erickson taught is one of my favorite people in the Christian life, one of my heroes in the faith. And she told me a couple of years ago, I saw her at the National Religious Broadcasters, Broadcasters Convention. She said, Jeff, every day I have to choose joy because my body is such that it's a challenge. And I can't do anything for myself and, and everything hurts. And so I have to choose, Lord, I'm going to rejoice in you. Uh, we had Charles Lowry on the program a couple of weeks ago, and he said, when you can't rejoice in life, you rejoice in the Lord because mm-hmm. you can always rejoice in Him. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Chris, when people come in and life is terrible and they can't rejoice in life, mm-hmm. how can you get them to look to the Lord? How can you
1: get them to rejoice in the Lord? Well, like we said, you know, realization, coming to reality, owning it, taking reality of what's going on. Um, I really encourage uh, journaling. Uh, people to write down their thoughts, write down their emotions, um, and do that for a period of days so they can begin to see what are some triggers in their life? What are some things that are, you know, hitting them and causing them to go uh, in the wrong direction? Um, and, uh, I just believe in the whole approach, hitting it from all different angles, what's going on in the mind? Gratitude is a great one as well, uh, focusing on positive things, focusing on good things in your life and writing down those positive things. Um, again, Philippians 4 uh, right. tells us to focus on those things that are, that are good and right and pure and holy. And, um, and then writing those things down, that really helps to, to change the mind.
0: Well, we're all going to face difficulties in life. So this idea, you know, fear is always future. It's not, you're not fearing things that happened yesterday. You're fearing things that are going to happen, may happen. So much of it doesn't ever happen, Mm -hmm. but it's going to happen in the future. So fear is always fear. It's always something related to the future. Um, I have maintained that, you know, if your life is hidden with Christ in God, your future is wonderful. You know, my future is in heaven. Ultimately, I'm going to heaven. Uh, Am I going to face difficulty in this life? Yes. He told us we were going to do that. In the world, you have tribulation, but be of good courage. I have overcome the world. And so I have found in my own life that when you keep focusing in on the promises of God, it causes those fears to start to dissipate because, hey, God is in control. He has this.
1: He had an eternal perspective. I think that's such a wonderful thing to not be stuck in what's going on in the world, but know that as a Christian, as a believer, that we can have an eternal perspective, that he has something so much better waiting for us and that his presence can be strong in our life uh, right now, currently.
0: Right. You know, when we think about uh, in Scripture, guys facing difficult situations that would cause uh, all of us to deal with fear. You know, Peter is in, in Acts chapter 12. He's arrested. He's waiting to get his head cut off. And the night before his execution, the God sends the angel in answer to the prayers of the saints. And that Peter was sleeping so soundly, that angel had to give him a pretty good rap to wake him up. And the question is, how in the world do you sleep like that on the night, the eve of your execution? What would be the answer to that? How oh, do you think wow. Peter was
1: able to do that? Wow. I mean, that brings up worship, you know, worshiping the Lord. I believe that is one of the most healthy things that we can do. And sometimes that's the only thing we can do when people are struggling with fear, uh, depression. Um, it's very hard to read. It's very hard to focus. Um You know, I could just tell someone, go read Job and you'll (laughs) feel, but uh, worship is something that you can do. So playing Christian music, and uh, that's something that you can do. And that right away will lift your spirit dramatically. Right.
0: We have found that, Debbie and I have found that when we were going through a really difficult time in life about 10 years ago, we just started playing Christian music. We left it on. Twenty four seven, just mm-hmm. soft in the background, because there's just something about it. Even if you can barely hear it, it just lifts your spirits. And as you said, fear and depression they, they link together. And so, anything when you start praising the Lord, He inhabits the praises of His people, and the devil can't stand that. And uh, obviously, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. So where does that come from? That's coming from the devil. And so we can uh, we can combat the devil's arsenal against us as we trust the Lord, as we walk in his ways. Well, Chris, let's talk a little bit about COVID because COVID exposed a lot of people's fears. What have you seen there?
1: Yeah, I would say... Turn off the news for a little bit <laughs> of time. I mean, if you just, I mean, during that period, that's all they were talking about. And that's all that anyone was talking about. Change the subject, turn off the news. Um, it's real. You're not denying that it's real, but, but being consumed with it is not helping at all. So uh, take a break, turn off the news and take a walk. Yeah, for
0: sure. Well, it, it goes into Philippians 4, 8. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence in anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. If our mind dwells on the negative, what comes out? Negative. Yeah. Right. And so, if our mind dwells on the fearful things, well, we're going to be fearful. I feel for these newscasters that have to regurgitate yeah. this stuff hour after hour after hour. So we as believers, we need to be informed with what's going on. And then we need to go back to God and say, but God, this is what you say. And you're over it all. And we trust you. And we know that you're going to bring us through no matter what we're facing in life. We're talking about the subject of fear. So we're going to take a quick break. Don't go away.
2: Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk. Christian parents are on the hook today because they have to identify the threats to the value system uh, that's being taught to their children in public schools. And their job is to protect their kids from these influences. Tune in for Family Talk with Dr. James Dobson weekdays at 6.30 a.m. and 9.30 p.m. on American Family Radio. Thank you everyone for tuning in to our program. God's blessings to you all. Can we trust the Bible? He says, we saw this. And that sets the Bible apart from almost everything else in the ancient world and its religious pantheon of gods and goddesses. The God Who Speaks, the important documentary from the American Family Association, is now available to watch for free on AFA's brand new streaming platform. Go to thegodwhospeaks.org to watch this award-winning film today. thegodwhospeaks.org How do we change a nation, one heart at a time? The ministry of Preborn not only shares heartbeats, but shares hearts by loving women in crisis and leading them to Christ. When this mother came to a preborn center, she was scared and not sure she could afford another child. It was just a scary time for us, having my daughter, how that would impact our lives. When I came here, it was just so amazing to come to an environment where someone would actually pray for me and guide me through my battles that I was facing during that time. After receiving love, support, and the Gospel of Christ, this mom chose life for her daughter. You can be a part of rescuing lives and changing hearts for Christ. For $140, sponsor five ultrasounds, and you'll receive a story and pictures of babies' lives that were spared. To donate, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, baby. Or go to preborn.com. Your gift is tax deductible.
0: Welcome back to the broadcast. Pastor Jeff Shreve here. We're talking about the subject of fear. I'm with my good friend, Chris Schroeder, soon to be Dr. Chris Schroeder. He's the counseling pastor at First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas. Now, Chris, during the break, we were talking about Philippians 4, that great passage that uh, says, be anxious for nothing, worry about nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So what did you want to share about that?
1: I would say anyone who is struggling with fear right now, um, you know, throughout this day, at some point, get out. Get out your Bible and look at Philippians four, four through eight, and just kind of read it slowly and break it down. Look at what God is trying to tell you in this passage. Um, there's a little acrostic there in Philippians four that would help. That would be really helpful. Uh, it's calm. So we're in. A, if you're in turmoil, if you're in fear, you need calm, right? You're want. You're wanting calm, and so uh, the C is celebrate God's goodness. God is a. He is a good. God. He is faithful. He is good. He wants the best for you. And so celebrate God's goodness it shows that in verse four. And then the A, ask for God's help. You know, you can ask God directly for what you need. For you could, He knows what you're feeling. You can tell him that you need his help. It shows that in verse six of that passage. And then L, leave your concerns with God uh, shows that in verse seven. So don't don't, uh, give it to them and then take it back. But you want to eventually leave your concerns with God and then M meditate on good things. We can't stress enough the importance of your mind and focusing on the right thing. So in your thought life, ask yourself, um, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspirational? Is it necessary? Is it kind? Mm -hmm. Um, the things that are you, you're thinking about, is it really helping or uh, does there need to be some uh, transition in the way and the things that you are thinking about? Right. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Uh,
0: if, if we think on negative things, we're going to get negative results um, and we're not going to be a positive person. We just always see the negative in every positive, you know, it's like the 12 spies, 10 of them. Uh, They saw the good things, but they saw the giants, and the giants outshined anything else. Caleb and Joshua said, yeah, there are giants there, but here is what God has said. This land is awesome. Here's the fruit of the land. And uh, their mindset was totally different because they knew God has promised this, and God will be with us. So, Chris, as we talk about uh, a Christian dealing with fear, a Christian deals with fear way different than a non-Christian— Because a Christian has God's presence living inside. As we read at the top of the broadcast, Isaiah 43, uh, do not be afraid because I am with you. And when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Uh,
1: Talk about how that makes such a difference for us. Yeah, I mean, I think the word is courage. Uh, God wants us to be courageous. When I think of Joshua and Caleb, I think of courage. These are men of courage. And so... um, and our world needs Christians who are courageous, who aren't afraid uh, to speak truth and to uh, walk it out. And so, um, man, I think we should just really battle this. We should really fight this so that we can have courage and not give into it. Do not give into it. Don't, don't surrender to it. Don't uh, label yourself and then think that you are uh, determined to be that way the rest of your life. Uh, make a determination that you're going to be different and you're going to walk in courage.
0: Well, one of my uh, heroes in the faith, I'd mentioned Johnny Erickson Tata, Darlene Dibler Rose was a missionary to Indonesia. She's in heaven now, but I listened to her testimony uh, just a couple of weeks ago. I've heard it several times uh, over the years, it was first played on focus on the family. But she talks about a time in her life where the Japanese had threatened to kill her. And she came just with an eyelash of getting her throat slit. And she said, when they dropped me off back off at the concentration camp, she said, there was so much fear on me. Now, she is a godly, godly woman, but she had so much fear that she couldn't sleep. And she went for days, almost five days without sleeping, which will cause you to lose your mind. And she said she came, uh, went outside one night and she was just praying to the Lord. And she said, Lord, I'm about to lose my mind. I can't take this anymore. And I just give you all the fear that's in my heart. She She was honest about where she was. And she gave the Lord all her fear. And she said, when I just surrendered myself anew and afresh to the Lord, then there was peace. So let's talk about the peace that is available to the believer,
1: if we'll do what she did and surrender ourselves to the Lord. And that those stories are incredible. Those stories are great. And those stories are true. Uh, But, you know, Paul pleaded for the thorn in his flesh to be taken away. And it wasn't taken away, and so uh maybe this is something that you have battled for a long period of time. Continue to battle it, and don't let it hold you back. You know it didn't hold paul back he wrote he wrote two thirds of the New Testament and one of the greatest Christians of all time, right so uh God may not take it away that instantly, and you may need to to keep keep working at it, keep fighting it, but that doesn't mean that God still doesn't want to use you and He still has a plan for your life, and it may not be taken away instantly like that.
0: Well, I heard a phrase, it was the title of a book. I never read the book and I'm not endorsing the book at all, but I liked the phrase. It said, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. Uh, Most of the Christian life, when we take a step of faith, there's going to be some fear there. So you get up to preach there's fear. I, I, somebody asked me just uh, just yesterday, do you ever get nervous before you preach? And I said, yes, every time before I preach. That's just normal. That's just natural. Do you get nervous before you witness to somebody uh, that you're sitting next to on the airplane or somebody at the grocery store? Yes, because the devil traffics in fear. And so he wants to get us afraid so we don't step out in faith. The way you combat fear is, is with faith. You lift up the shield of faith. How can we get people and help people,
1: encourage people, Chris, to do just that? I think just uh, be aware of your feelings, but don't let your feelings guide you. I don't think we should ignore our feelings. So if you you feel fear, then that's legit. You're feeling fear, but don't let that don't let that guide you. Uh, let you know take some uh, strength in your mind and in what you know to be true and let that guide you and let the Lord guide you. Um, I also like, um, you know, First John 4, 18 says, perfect love casts out fear. So uh, the antidote really is perfect love. So getting outside of yourself and looking for those around you that you can love and you can, uh, and of course the Lord, loving the Lord and receiving his perfect love. Right. How about if you're not a believer? Somebody comes in to see
0: you and and you sense this person's not a Christian, they're dealing with all sorts of things, fear, depression, worry, all these things, Uh, what
1: would you say to them? I think that's where we've got to (laughs) start. We've got to start with the fact that I'm mainly talking to believers. And so these principles in the scriptures, uh, we're talking to believers. So I think starting with salvation, starting with needing a savior, And uh, we are all in need of a savior. We all have sin and are in need of a savior. So starting there before even going to the symptom of fear. Right. Because if if he says,
0: uh, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you, that's for a Christian. Right. He doesn't say that to a non-Christian. Right. It says, for a non-Christian, we pass through the waters, you're on your own, buddy. Right. And you know what? Uh, A wise person on his own is going to be afraid. because, hey, I don't want to face this by myself. I can't face this by myself. But here's the good news. You don't have to be alone. The Lord wants to come into your life. He wants to help you with the struggles of life. If you'll just open your heart to Him, then He'll come in and everything can change. Uh, Changes instantly on the inside, and it takes time to come out on the outside. Well, we're talking about the subject of fear and how God wants us to walk in victory over our fears. We're going to be taking your calls. The number to call is one 589 8840 That's one 589 8840 And we would love to talk to you. Chris, let's also talk about the sovereignty of God mm-hmm. as it relates to fear. Uh, a fearful person is not really thinking that God is over all of this, are they?
1: Right. I mean, that is so therapeutic to know that God is in complete control, that I am not in control of my own destiny, but God is in control. God has a a perfect purpose and he has a perfect plan. And so, uh, getting our minds off of ourselves and that are, and thinking that we are in control when we're really not, um, you know, we pray the serenity prayer, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can. There's so many things uh, that we don't have control over, but we know that God is in complete control. He is sovereign. Just that, just that uh, theological term, sovereign, is uh, so helpful uh, to know that he is in complete control.
0: Right. And, it, and the scripture that I go back to a lot, the Lord sat as king at the flood. Yes, the Lord sits as king forever. God is in charge of all things. Nothing comes into your life, my life, that doesn't first filter through his fingers of love. So if God has allowed these circumstances to come into your life, he wants to use those for good. And as Paul said in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can handle any situation as Jesus gives me strength. And even when I'm weak, then I'm strong because his grace is sufficient for me. Let's talk about the grace of God. Uh, how can people tap in to God's grace on a
1: daily basis? Yeah, God's grace is offered through Him and His presence. And uh, we, need, we need His presence. The way that we could uh, tap into His presence is by being present, being moment, being in the moment. That's where He's at. Don't worry about tomorrow. Focus on today. That's where His presence is, in the present. And
0: the Lord tells us that we can come boldly before the throne of grace to receive mercy and to find grace to help in our time of need. God sits on the throne of grace. He has grace for his children. Grace has been defined as the desire and the power to live for God. And so that's available to every believer as we just trust him. We'll be taking your calls. One eight hundred. I'm sorry. One eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. We're going to take a quick break, and we want to talk to you. So call in. AFR is the
2: voice of reason. American Family Radio Spring Shareathon is April nineteenth through the twenty first. An inspiring part of Sheraton is hearing how God is using American Family Radio. It's a lifeline for me during the day. Please take a moment to share how God has used AFR in your life. Call now at 877-876-8893. That's 877-876-8893. Back in 07, my father passed away. My mother had passed away seven years earlier and they left me a small inheritance and I wanted to give back to AFA for all they have done for me. Carol talks about her experience with the AFA Foundation.
3: I am an avid listener to AFR, 12 hours a day. And I hear Dan Celia talking about the charitable gift annuity. I liked what the... Uh, gift annuity offered, donated a certain amount, and from
2: that I get a check every month, which is retirement income for me. If you'd like to support the work of the AFA and receive a fixed income for life, a charitable gift annuity from the AFA Foundation may just be what you're looking for. Learn more by contacting the Foundation at 800-326-4543, extension 345.
0: Hi, welcome back to the broadcast. Pastor Jeff Shreve here. I'm talking with Chris Schroeder, the Counseling Pastor at First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas. We're talking about the subject of fear, and we're taking your calls at 1-888-589-8840. We have Donovan on the line from Florida. Donovan, welcome to the broadcast today.
3: Yes, sir. Thank you for your program. I listen to you every night I possibly can. Um, I wanted to talk about fear in relation to sin. Um, You know, I also heard mentioned earlier on the program about Celebrate Recovery, and I was homeless off and on for 20 years. And so what's going on with the country and this glorification of socialism and all that, that terrifies me. Okay, being homeless and not having anything is not cool. When I used to go to meetings, one of the reasons why I stopped is because I could not sit in the Council of Fools. One of the last meetings I went to, and I went for 20 years, someone made a, a smart aleck joke about Weaver. If it's that bad, why don't you go kill yourself? I haven't been to a meeting in eight years. I never really did well with group therapy anyways. Now, what did seem to help me out, but it didn't cure the problem, okay, and I've been a Christian pretty much all my life, uh, But one thing that did help me was an emotional support animal because I was also shot in the face when I was a kid. So there's extenuating circumstances. Uh, But what I want to say is, well, let's see what you can do with that to start. And if you need to ask questions, please do. All
0: right. Well, Donovan, thank you for that. Well, the scripture tells us that we we get strength from one another. You know, God didn't make us to be islands. We need each other. Confess your sins to one another, James 5.16 says, and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And so I'm sorry that you didn't uh, find the help that you were looking for at Celebrate Recovery. Many people do. And so Chris, I know you head up Celebrate Recovery in our church. So Uh, talk about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I believe in the program, but I mean, I'm sure they're different at each church. The one that we have at our church is excellent and people get help that they need. Um, But Donovan, if that's not for you, then that's okay. But there might be something else that's better for you. And uh, I do highly recommend seeing a counselor, uh, meeting with someone, you know, an expert that can uh, help in this area. So maybe just one-on-one would be better than going to a specific program. Right. Yeah.
0: It's not for everybody. Um, but it's for a lot of people and it helps a lot of people. So Donovan, thank you so much for listening and thank you for calling in. We have Scott from North Carolina. Scott, go ahead. You're on the broadcast today.
3: Yes, thank you. Uh, I was calling in regards to, and I've heard this for, I've been a Christian since 1996, born again Christian in 1996. And I hear this constantly that everything runs through God's fingers of love. And to me, This is a a scary, scary thought. Um, um, How do you know, how would you possibly, if everything runs through God's fingers of love, how would you know when to, uh, you know, act against something? If God's the one giving you something, why would you possibly rebel against it? So if, if I had a, say, for instance, I had a young daughter, and she was harmed by a group of men, How would I explain that to her, that that ran through God's is of love? That's
0: my question for today. Yes, great question, Scott. I appreciate that. Well, I think the way to understand that is this. God is over all things. The book of Job teaches that. So Satan couldn't get at Job unless God let down the hedge. And God did let down the hedge and let Satan get at Job, but he put a limit on what Satan could do to Job. God is love and God is over all things. So the idea that nothing comes into your life that God doesn't allow uh, and that doesn't filter through his fingers of love just shows that, well, we believe God is love and we believe God is in charge of all things. Now that doesn't mean all things are the will of God. Uh, Rape, murder, uh, incest, all abuse, none of that is the will of God. But if that comes into your life, just know, okay, God wants to use this for good in my life. Because if you don't see it that way, then you get bitter. You get bitter at life. You get bitter at people. And ultimately, you get bitter at God.
1: Well, I mean, it's because of Genesis 3, we, we, we live in a broken world. Because of disobedience, we live in a broken, fallen world. And so we can only be uh, reasonably happy in this life, but we can be supremely happy in eternal life. And so, uh, there is, there is bad choices. There is bad, uh, sins that we, that we live with. Right. And so, uh, great question, Scott, and I understand
0: where you're coming from, but ultimately we know God, you're over all these things. I mean, Joseph is a great example in the old Testament. Uh, God, gave me a dream. Now I'm in, end up in, in slavery. And now I end up in prison. Um, this, this stinks. God was using all that to, Form Joseph into the man that he could elevate to number two in Egypt and use to bless the world for decade after decade after decade. All the difficulties we go through makes us the person God wants us to be, and the one that God uses greatly he wounds greatly so that that person will trust him and so that person, as Paul with the thorn in the flesh that we talked about earlier, he learned. Uh, God's grace is sufficient for me, and His power is perfected in my weakness. So thanks so much for that call, Scott. Suzanne from Oklahoma. Suzanne, thank you for calling in. Go ahead.
3: Oh, I'm not even sure where to start.
0: Yeah, go ahead.
3: I've been up since 2 this morning. This might be too much of a phone call. I, I My husband died in August, and I had a stroke in December. And I am a Christian, and I think this is a sin because I just can't get over this.
0: Mm. I'm so sorry. Mm. Well, Suzanne, I know you're hurting. Um, we'd like to pray for you. And uh, we don't know all the specifics, but the Lord does and he cares. And so we want to take time right now just to pray for you.
1: So, Chris, go ahead. Father, we lift Suzanne to you right now. And she's uh, going through enormous grief with the loss of her husband and her physical struggle. Father, you know exactly what she is going through. And so I pray for your uh, healing touch to be upon her. I pray for your presence to be strong in her life right now. I pray that there will be uh, people that can come alongside her, good Christian people that can come alongside her and a good church family that can help her in this time. Just bring healing to her heart and healing to her situation. Show her your love for her. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank
0: you so much, Suzanne. We'll continue to lift you up to the Lord. And uh, as we've been talking about in this broadcast, especially now as your heart is hurting so much, uh, get the praise music going. Have it on in the background. It will lift your spirits. God inhabits the praises of his people. It will help you um, through the sadness. Because the Lord says, uh, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, as David said, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I fear no evil because you are with me and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And so in this dark valley that you're walking through, just know God is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And you are walking through this. You're not going to live there the rest of your life. You are coming through. It's probably going to take some time, but uh, the Lord has a a better tomorrow for you. He is the God of hope, and he can minister and help you through the worst of situations. So, Chris, as we've been talking about fear, uh, what would you want to leave our listeners with to help them as they battle this big giant in life.
1: I would just want our listeners to be encouraged uh, not to give up in this battle. Um, I'm so glad that you listened today, but also would just really encourage you to be a part of a church family where you can get help, where you can get encouragement. There's something about being a part of the body of Christ. And then also, if you need counseling, there is no shame in counseling. Make sure that you uh, really research whatever counseling you go to, that the counseling is Uh, biblically based, uh, that's Christian counseling, uh, not just by name, but truly in technique. And so it's not shame to get the help that you need uh, so that you can walk in victory, but do not lose hope. Victory is possible and you can gain victory through the struggle of fear and worry. And remember this too. So the Apostle Paul is arguably the
0: greatest Christian who ever lived. The Apostle Paul got afraid we tend to see him as Superman, but he wasn't. He was just a man who was trusting Christ on a daily basis. But if you read in the book of Acts, you read his life, the Lord would come to him periodically and say, don't be afraid, Paul. When he was in Corinth, don't be afraid, Paul. When he was getting ready to face his trial going to Rome, don't be afraid, Paul. When he was on the ship uh, and he was in this terrible storm where they all hope of being saved was lost. Uh, and everybody was, was hurling and everybody was fearing. Well, Paul was in that same situation. And then the Lord sent an angel to say, don't be afraid. Um, and so if Paul gets that treatment and he has to have that word from the Lord, It's it just shows you that he got afraid. And that's an encouragement to to us, Chris, because we get afraid
1: too. very normal. It's human uh, to be afraid. Uh, Just take a deep breath in, deep breath out and uh, and say a nice uh, just prayer to the Lord, communicate with him and he's going to help you in what you're going through.
0: And remember this too, as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood before King Nebuchadnezzar who said, if you don't bow, I'm going to throw you in the fiery furnace. Their answer is one of faith. Our God whom we serve is able to deliver us and he will deliver us. But even if he doesn't deliver us in this life, we're not going to bow before your image. We're going to serve him and God is in charge of all the consequences and he's in charge of the circumstances. All he tells us to do is trust him and keep our eyes fixed on him, and he will take care of the rest. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll be back on Monday, and we'll be sharing another word from the word. Make it a great day. Shine and share. God bless you.